You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the Daily Music Business Podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and on today's episode, I'm airing a little segment from this week's latest episode from the Out to Be podcast. For those of you who don't know, that is my podcast that airs weekly on Wednesdays, and now is a great time to go ahead and subscribe to it. But if you want a little taste of what you're going to get there first, listen to this week's episode. This week on the Out to Be podcast, we're talking all about how to figure out which offer you should introduce in your music business to expand your streams of income, particularly if you are a music industry coach or teacher or a musician who's looking to start a side hustle as one of those things. In this segment of the episode that you're going to hear now, we're talking about all things membership. So if you have considered starting a membership uh, as a coach or a teacher, or even as a musician and you've considered starting a Patreon or any other type of membership, this is a great episode to listen to. Now we're going to talk about this in the episode, but Brie and I have just announced and released a quiz that will help you better determine what offer is specifically going to work best for your business that you should introduce. So the link to go to that quiz is katiezacardi.com slash quiz, and that'll lead you to the quiz page where you can take the quiz. And we talked about it in the episode as well, but I would love for you to take the quiz, screenshot your results, and tag me at Katie Zaccardi and Brie at Profitable Musician LLC on Instagram and let us know what result you got. We put a lot of time and energy into this and it's really nailed down to help ask you questions that you might not have thought of to best determine which offer is going to work for you in your business. So again, we're going to dive into this episode where we're talking specifically about memberships, but if you want to hear about all of the different types of offers, you can head to the Out to Be podcast and subscribe and listen there. All right, let's dive in. If you're listening now and you tuned in and you're like, I don't know if this episode is for me. This is for you if you are a music coach already, a music teacher already, or a musician who is thinking about adding additional streams of income and starting to coach or teach. And if you are any one of those things, what I like to call multifaceted music entrepreneurs, or some people say musicpreneurs, (laughs) (laughs) Um, but basically... This is going to teach you how to increase your offer suite and streams of income and figure out exactly what offer you should add to your business based on where you're at, what your interests are, how big your audience is, you know, if you are brand new to this versus if you already have an established business that you're looking to grow, this is for you. Again, if if you're like, I don't know if this is for me, like if you feel like your income streams have been a little unstable lately. And I would say who hasn't, um, you, adding another stream of income that we're going to be talking about today is going to help you so much 
to be able to feel like, oh, I've got something, I've got several things here that I'm doing to rely on. So if one of them is not going as well, the other ones are going to keep you stabilized and feeling really strong in your business instead of feeling like you're just like moving with the tide of whatever is going on in the world. Yeah, that's such a good point because I feel like in 2020, the big word that everyone was saying was pivot, 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 yeah. right? It's like, you have to pivot what you're doing. You have to figure out like what you, <laughs> what's the best way to make money right now. And I, we're going to talk about memberships in a second, but what's interesting is I feel like everyone was pushing memberships last year because it was like, it's lower cost. It's easy, accessible. That's what people want. And now we're sort of out of the initial shock and the initial need for change in our businesses and also just in our lives. And so what do we do with that? Like, I feel like while there's still definitely the movement to online, which is what we're going to talk about online offers primarily, there are still a lot of different ways that you can navigate this. And you know, you don't have to be reactive. You can be proactive to figure out which offer actually makes sense for you and your audience and plan out a launch for that so that it, it's successful and you're not feeling like you're still in that place where you're like, I'm just trying to like readjust things and get back to some sense of normal after everything that happened last year. Yeah, I think that's really good to analyze what works best for you, your interests, your personality, where you're at in business, your goals, all of that. Because I know that, like she said, if people are pushing memberships, it might not be the right thing for you. Yeah. I know for me, like when I, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) when I started, like I had a membership and I was like, oh, everybody has courses. I should have a course. And at first I did a course and I was like, no, this isn't for me. Membership is for me, you know, and I had to kind of like just play around with different things and figure out which fits, which thing fits me best. And that's, what's so great about this quiz that we developed is it helps you get a head start on that to kind of analyze the different aspects of where, where you like to, to work, how you like to communicate with students, how, you know, what kind of audience you have and all that. And so then you don't have to spend all this extra time trying things and going, ah, that wasn't for me. I just wasted (laughs) three months, six months of my life putting this thing together and it just doesn't feel right. Yeah. And Brie and I are laughing because it's, it's, a pure example of this right between the two of us. Like she has a thriving membership. I started a membership last year because I thought it would be a good offer at the time. And I ended up, uh, I don't know what the right word is, dissolving it. Sunsetting it. it. (laughs) Sunsetting sounds so much better. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's a good word. That's a good word. So sunsetting it um, at the end of 2020 because it just wasn't worth my time or my energy or what I really wanted to do. Or at the end of the day, it wasn't what my clients were desiring. Like I found I was actually better able to sell higher ticket programs, like selling a mastermind program, which was nearly 10 times the price of my membership was so much easier than trying to sell my membership. So that was just my experience. And obviously Breeze had a different one. And that's what's going to make our conversation even more interesting today, because there really is no one perfect answer for every single person. It's up to your individual circumstance. Yeah. And it's, it's also like where you're at in your business. For me, a membership was really, really awesome for several, several years. Um, and I tried a course and it wasn't the thing for me, but then later down the road, like five years into my membership, 
I had really developed a, a framework that I wanted to teach to people in a very specific way. And I'm like, okay, now it's time for me to have a course. My first course was like way too all over the place. And all of that information really belonged in a membership. And so I then launched my course like five years in, and now my course is doing amazing and I'm loving it because I understood more about, you know, the way I like to run things. And I also, as we'll get into, had really developed a specific framework that I wanted to teach and give people a specific result. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So before we dive in, if you guys want to go to get the answer to your quiz so that you can follow along even more closely with this episode, you can head to katiezacardi.com slash quiz or profitablemusician.com slash quiz. And both of those will take you to the quiz so you can see which offer is the best fit for you right off the bat. And we're going to talk about each option today right now. Awesome. Yes. Go over there. Even like push pause, go do that. And then when you come back, what we're talking about, will it make even more sense to you? Yes, exactly. So we're going to deep dive on each different offer today. So since we've been talking about a uh, membership, why don't we start with the membership? What is a membership, first of all? <laughs> and who is this best for? And like, what are the benefits for it? Brie, you are an expert on membership. So tell us about it. Okay, so a membership is basically a way to bring a lot of people together. They may be like at different stages of um, their journey, right? Like for me, it's the music career journey, right? That I'm helping people with. And the people that come into my membership are all different stages. I've got people at what I call the foundation stage. Some people are like all the way at the profession stage, but they wanna just learn more or have a community that keeps them accountable. Um, so it's great because you can serve people at all different levels and you can also talk about a lot of different things. What I love to do in my membership, because I love to, I just love to teach people things that I'm learning. So, you know, I've done like all kinds of different, uh, like mini courses or like mini trainings within my membership of things that have come up in my own business. And I'm like, wow, you know, these musicians need to know this. So, you know, I've done deep dive trainings on Instagram, deep dive trainings on money mindset, deep dive on, um, you know, how to get session work online, like totally different subjects, right? But they all relate to the common goals that my musicians have is that, you know, they want to build their career and find momentum, figure out what they really love to do in music and how they can make streams of income. So that's how a membership kind of brings all kinds of different people together. They're at different levels, but yet they have like a common goal and it allows them to also kind of collaborate and mentor each other which is really fun because there's people in my membership that have been around since the beginning. So almost six years now that my membership has been around and people have been in there since the beginning and they are still around and they're mentoring all the new people and encouraging them. And, you know, they're a little further down the road. So they're able to like inspire those people. Um, but there's plenty of people at all the different levels. So nobody feels like they're alone and, you know, that all these people are ahead of them or anything. So that's really great. You also in a membership want to facilitate that community by like bringing people together in different ways. So we have always had live calls for the past two years. We've had live calls every week. 
So they're run by me and my team um, and everybody comes together on Zoom and you know we've got uh, different themes that we're talking about and people can ask all the questions that they need. And it's such a great support system. We've had some people you know, that have been really down about what they're doing. I've even, you know, I've seen people cry on the calls and, you know, it's just a very safe space to support each other because a lot of people, especially in the music space, don't have a lot of that like local support. They don't know anyone that's doing what they're doing. They don't have a lot of support from family and friends. And so they can uh, come to this place where everyone is like them. They have the same common goals and they can receive that support as well. And it, it just allows me as a facilitator to bring people together. My favorite thing is like, someone says to me, I'm looking for an accountability partner. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I know the perfect one for you. You know, talk to this person and bringing people together. I've seen collaborations of musicians writing songs together. I've seen them um, do live shows together, like all kinds of really cool things. And I know for me, I get a lot of satisfaction out of making those connections and just facilitating community and collaboration. So that is basically what a membership is like. It's also um, practically, it is a lower cost offer, as Katie said earlier, where people can pay monthly and the price is you know, not extremely high but they continue to pay monthly. So my membership, they join for a year, they pay $59 a month, or they can pay for the whole year at once and get two months free. And having them in there for a long period of time allows them to see the growth that they want to within the membership and allows us to connect with them and be able to encourage them over time. But it also offers like a low barrier to entry if people are first starting out in what they're doing and they just can't afford to pay a higher price. That's how a membership allows people to get in and then like get that transformation over time. So then they can bring in the income that they need in order to pay higher prices for other yeah. things. Yeah. And so. I think the way we'll talk about each offer is basically in almost price order, like a membership monthly at least is probably going to be the lowest investment that someone will make now of course in a membership sometimes they can be comparable but with a membership you're most likely looking at charging anywhere from i mean if you consider patreon in this like five dollars a month <laughs> although most memberships are probably at least twenty dollars a month to up to i mean i've seen business memberships for almost three hundred dollars a month yeah i have so, too yeah and you know that is potentially significant although sometimes those memberships are uh the reason I say potentially is because sometimes they are like more like group coaching or something like that where you do get a, a ton of resources or you get um sort of like a hybrid experience where you have t high, higher touch points with a coach but even still you're looking in that range like most memberships are not gonna go beyond that range and especially when you're you are in the lower end below 50, below 25, or around that number, it can be ap approachable for people. But even below 100 or Breeze, like 590 for a whole year of being in a membership, like that definitely makes it more approachable for someone than working one-on-one -on -one with a coach and they still get a really amazing experience out of it. So that being said, Bree, what are the barriers to entry from a coach's perspective um, or even a musician's perspective who might be looking to do a Patreon 
And we're not specifically talking about Patreon today, but since it is a membership, I'll bring it up. Because you do want to have some things in place and you do want to have an audience in order to be able to actually pull this off, most likely to make it worth your time. So tell us about that. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that because I was like, oh, I forgot to talk about audience. That was a big <laughs> thing for a membership because, because the price is low, that means you as the coach or mentor is, you're not getting as much from each student. So you have to know that you're going to be able to have enough people in your membership to start off in order to make it worth your time. And so for me, when I started mine, I had already built an audience. I was running Women of Substance. I had a list of several thousand artists. Yeah. Uh, and so that was an okay choice for me because I had a feeling that I had built up trust uh, with the people on my list where they would be like, I'm, you know, I'm willing to try this. And I mean, my membership actually was completely empty when I started it. I, I started it with nothing inside and it was really all about trust. They're like, you yeah. know, we're going to go on this journey with you. Right. Um, and you don't have to do it that way if you don't want to, but because I had a good audience, I got 18 people to say yes up front and pay for an entire year. Wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so my that. price back then was like, I think it was two ninety seven. So but I, that allowed me to give, it gave me the investment jumpstart so I could invest the time to create the content inside the membership. And so you really do need to have enough of an audience and have a sense that they trust you enough and that they'd want to come hang out with you in a membership and learn from you before you launch one. Because if you launch a membership and you get like three members, it's going to be frustrating. And it's the same thing with Patreon. You know, I tell artists don't launch a Patreon if you don't know for sure that you've got a certain number of people that want to join, because yeah. then you're beholden to create these resources. Yep. And if you're creating them for three people, you're just going to be frustrated and annoyed that you have to create these resources for three people. And you're only making $150 a month or something. Especially with Patreon, when people will, will do like the $5 tiers. Uh -huh. and like, Oh, I've got five people at $5, but do I really want to show up for that? Like it can make it more stressful on you than actually beneficial. And that was kind of the experience I had in mind. Like I always had a decent steady number. And when I was running my membership, it allowed me to put on trainings for like all of my clients, membership, one-on-ones, etc. So like I could bring everyone together for that, uh, even if they were in a higher tier program than the membership. But even still, having to promote the membership and feeling like, you know what, I'm actually not seeing that my audience is big enough and that the interest is there for this type of offer to to really warrant keep it continuing to run it. Like it wasn't worth launching it. It wasn't worth trying to promote it. It wasn't worth actually running the trainings and booking guests in it. Like um, it wasn't worth it to me. And I didn't enjoy it anymore because I was feeling like, you know what, I'm getting better results in other areas in my business that are yielding a much higher return. So I'd rather just focus on that. So that's where like knowing your audience size and your audience interests, as well as what you like to do is really important. And we, we can talk about this too, but like Brie, for instance, you've shared with me, you don't really like coaching one-on-one. -on -one. I do. So for Brie doing a membership, like that is ideal because that's her preferred way to deliver information. Yeah, I, I absolutely love the group experience and watching the other people. I mean, obviously I'm in there helping too, but I don't want to be the only resource. I don't know everything. 
you know, and I don't have everyone else's experiences. So I love to be able to watch other members be like, oh yeah, I tried that. And this is what happened. You know, I can't try every tool out there. I can't have every, you know, performing experience out there. I love that other people can, and I can shine the spotlight on those other people and have them connect and help. Is there anything else in terms of like pros and cons of a membership that we need to talk about? One thing that's coming up for me is like, you've been doing this for six years. (laughs) That's a long time that you're every single month showing up. So talk to us about like the pros and cons. Yeah. I mean, the definite pros are you can scale it. Um, it, it, it takes a while to scale because of the price point, right? But as you scale it, you can bring other people on your team to help you out. If I had to do everything related to the membership right now, that's all I could do. But because I have my, um, my customer service person, you know, she sets up all the emails to send out to remind people to show up to the calls and Um, my community, I have a community manager, so she handles the Facebook group and I just go in there every once in a while. She'll even do like some lives. Sometimes, um, she shows up to the calls and helps me on the calls. Um, I have another coach in there now, Tara B who does one call per month. So I don't have to show up on the last Friday of the month. She's handling it. And she also helps me with the other calls. So you have the ability to scale in that way. If you can grow your membership big enough that you can have enough money to pay other people to help you. So that's a, that's a really big pro because then you don't have to be involved in the day-to-day and the nitty gritty stuff that you might not like doing like the admin stuff or checking the Facebook group every day. Yeah. Which kind of brings me to this thought that, if you're looking for instant gratification and big bucks, maybe a membership isn't right. <laughs> Definitely not. It's, <laughs> it's taken me years to really grow the membership to the place that I'm really feeling good about it now. I still, I wish we had twice as many members. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm I'm happy with the way we're running it, the team that we have, and I feel like we are like poised and ready to really scale it now, where we could serve more people. But it, it, you know, it's taken a lot of different, you know, iterations and stuff. And luckily I was getting enough members that I could keep running it as I was kind of figuring it all out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you're like at the start of your business and you're like, I need a cash injection or I need like a high ticket sale, this is probably not not the idea. (laughs) We'll talk about what is it, but this is not it. Um, And it's not to say you can't ever do a membership because of course, when you're growing and scaling your business, you'll introduce new offers. And as your audience grows, and this is might be a good fit down the line, but this is not quite it. If you're looking for that, like quick hit a million members at once, um, you know, that kind of thing, unless you already have in an established audience and an established business. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The number you have reached is 100.7 WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station, it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is, is a rock and roll city for sure. I do like chocolates. Get down! The Wrath of the Buzzer. WMMS. Cleveland. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts.